0: and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I am Jordan, with me is Luke. How are you doing, Luke? good.
1: I'm here. I'm doing good.
0: You know, uh, earlier today, you know, because we didn't do a podcast last week, I was like saying to myself the intro and I I couldn't say it right. Like the entire time I was like, how do I say it? And then I just hit record and it just, it flew out (laughs) of me. It just... We talk
1: about music and um, mice and how are you all doing mouses, there? other M things. This is once again another episode of uh, an episode of another show of movies and things. Dang <laughs> Whatever. It. I suck. I'm Jordan. I suck. And Luke is, is me. I mean, and Luke's here. <laughs> no you're on autopilot you've done what hundred thousand episodes now you know it something around that when did we start when like how
0: long like i don't know about episodes i've I've lost count at this point but like how long have we been
1: when did Mm, like my gauge is always 18
0: 18? sounds right my gauge is always no way home when did no way home come out I'm sorry, not mm-hmm. No Way Home, Far From Home. I hate those titles so much.
1: Yeah. And No Way Home feels like a long time ago now.
0: Far from, Yeah, I know. Far From Home was 19, yeah, believe it or home. not. Was that one of our first episodes? It was one of our first episodes, so that's always how I mm-hmm. kind of gauge it. It was like the second or third episode. Okay. So we've been doing it for four years.
1: It was fun. I mean, I I mentioned this a while back, but I had gone back and listened to our uh, Breakfast with Candles show and it was just, it's kind of fun. It it was what I kind of wanted that show to be, which it just felt like you were sitting in a living room. I mean, you you can't do it with a podcast, but it's kind of like you're sitting around with your buddies watching, you know, some of those old 80s movies and just like making jokes and just laughing about how silly those, those old movies were. I saw just one of them know, that was our our John Hughes um show and he talked about all his written and directed movies and yeah there's so many good ones it was a lot of fun. Steve Martin was on with Conan and Stephen Short and they were actually talking about planes Chains, and automobiles and working with John Candy and I was just like, "Oh, it's just wonderful. I want more of this talk. I wish John was there to it would be so fun to hear him and Steve talk about you know they. I mean, they did several movies together, but but that was definitely one of my favorites. Oh, so oh, yeah. good! It was
0: one of the definitely one of the better ones. Way better than like Dutch, which I saw was on HBO Max. What's your
1: favorite to remind me of?
0: It's just there's worse ones, but I don't know. There's something about Dutch.
1: That man went on to make plenty of money, though.
0: Oh, absolutely! Thanks Syndication. to Family, Ed
1: O'Neill became huge.
0: Oh yeah. Um... Yeah, I was just shocked when I was scrolling through what's new on on Max and it was
1: your favorite movie. Dutch.
0: <laughs> we Max proudly presents Dutch.
1: I always think the worst one was the high school reunion and I, I don't think it's
0: No, look, it was the worst one. That was even, the worst even one. Been close. To high to school reunion edited. was a terrible movie. <laughs> so yeah, it was so
1: awful there's in every way quality writing acting everything just bottom of the barrel. one of the worst
0: like 80s movies or otherwise that I've seen I I, it's anyways
1: (laughs) awful anyways it's completely off track but uh whatever it's just fun to go back and go check out that podcast we've had a lot of good episodes we've had a lot of fun
0: absolutely we need to, we, we'll do some, maybe we'll do another specialty podcast at some point. Maybe we'll do a Breaking Bad podcast where we go through, <laughs> that'll be my excuse to finally watch the show.
1: The <laughs> Steven Spielberg one. That would take a while.
0: That'll take a while. It's still <laughs> ongoing. We have to wait till he kicks it for us to, yep. you know, actually do the thing. Jesus, Louise. So, Luke, do I have an important question to ask you. Hit me. What have you been watching slash playing slash listening to this week? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this came out of left field, Jordan. You know? I mean, even though it's a repeated question, I do feel like it's important. Yeah.
1: I've been listening to so much. But tell me. But the question is, what am I going to tell you about? Um, Listening to a lot of Goo Goo Dolls. I mean, just off the top of my head. Well, telling you all the notes. Uh, kind of a lot of older stuff. I listen to a lot of new release things recently um there's a sweet cover i just found um i guess because i've been listening to so much uh uh google dolls um mod sun is the band they do an iris cover that's really good it's kind of a punky version of iris and uh, mm. probably one of uh one of google dolls most well-known songs but uh everybody kind of knows when that guitar hit, uh, kicks in but uh yeah, let's do a cover of "Iris" from the Goo Goo Dolls by, uh, done by Mod Sun.
0: Mod Sun,
1: a lot of fun. The, the the song that that jumped out of me listening to Hall Notes was "When the Morning Comes." uh so, it's really good, lesser known, you know, hit of theirs. But uh, oh, sorry, really I was good.
0: thinking of the uh, Sugar Ray song. That's not the same song, is it, though? I don't know that song. When the morning comes, I don't know. It's like not, not all notes. That's for sure. It may not be. I don't don't
1: remember the. You mean Smash Mouth?
0: Then the morning comes. I think it was Smash Mouth. I'm sorry. That's awful to say. He just passed, so I should get his song right. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely Smash Mouth. About this song. In the morning. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Okay.
1: So that's Then the Morning Comes, which is very close. And also, in the title, they capitalize the V in the Smash Mouth, but they don't capitalize the "the" in the uh, Hall and Oates When the Morning Comes.
0: Well, capitalizing the v, is then it, is "the" is not the correct, is it? Is it? It's not, I'm wondering not so.
1: if it, because it starts with then, the v gets capitalized because of that. Wow. Don't, We're getting I into know. some... I don't know if that's a typo or if that's grammar in English, English that works and we're just stupid. I don't know. We didn't go to private school. Oh, wait. Yeah, we did.
0: <laughs> it's been a long time. And, yeah I don't even know if that, that's a deep cut <laughs> for for uh, that sort of thing. Anyways, <laughs> if there is a then in front, does the the get capitalized after if it follows? Sorry, Mrs. Dick, <laughs> she's listening I know to this she would podcast
1: know. <laughs> cussing. <laughs> I taught you, children. I taught you good. <laughs> don't
0: Just tell a, me you don't know not this.
1: Proper, proper English. Speak correctly. <laughs> you been listening to anything, Jordan?
0: Yeah. Um. There's a song I really, really, really. Oh shoot. There's a song I really like. Um. I've talked about this guy several times on the podcast. So, Rustin Kelly isn't anything new, but he came out with this new yeah. song. It's good. Yeah, I, I love it. it. Yeah, wow. Heaven made the darkness. Oh, yeah. man, I, I was tearing up, man. It's a, I don't know just the way he writes sometimes and just like kind of like hearing like what his story is through his lyrics and just like hearing a song like that. It's just so uplifting and just so uh, powerful. I it's oh, uh, it's so good. Yeah, check it out. It's not like in an album or anything. He's like releasing just songs that didn't make it onto the weakness. That just came out recently, and so Heaven Made the Darkness is one of them, and it, God, I, I listened to it, like, several times, and just like, oh, <laughs> it's so nice. Yeah.
1: it's really good. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I actually haven't been watching a lot of, uh, like, shows and stuff, honestly. I've been watching a lot of football because the NFL came back. Um, I've been watching college football, obviously, because... College football's back. It's happening. Um, I did get to do something in person, which I got to go to the Gator game on Saturday. Oh, and so shoot. That was a lot of fun So that's kind of part of what I've been watching. I'm standing in the stands, watching and cheering and yelling and losing my voice. You don't realize how loud you have to talk to like talk to your buddy next to you. Then when you're in with a hundred thousand people in there, it's like just the simplest thing you have to say is just like,
0: "I what you say." <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun I mean if anybody I think you, you've you been to a game haven't you at some point It's been a long time but yes I have been to a game I think it was with you when it was like Kentucky or something Yeah It's just you know even if you're not a sports fan It is just a unique environment it's yeah. a unique experience and it's I think I think anybody even if they don't enjoy sports would at least enjoy to go once and just have that experience kind of under their belt. It's kind of like going to a a huge concert at a big festival or or you know a, a great venue with your favorite band or I don't know a big show at Vegas or you know all those like big experiences going to a circus Soleil or something. And there's like these there's these live performances that are just Unique or going to a Broadway play, you know, I, I definitely I have some crazy memories of going to like Riverdance. I remember that just being like as goofy as it sounds like there's a reason that was a very popular show. It was it was very well produced and it was yeah. it was my first time ever going to a Broadway thing. And I'm getting off track, but it's just like you you do these things like that. And it's just it's good. It's good memory. And I just I would recommend it. You know, It's a if big you communal experience. Just, yeah. And. Especially when you go to like a big school, you know, anywhere in the country, Michigan, Oregon, you know, USC and California or South Carolina or Ohio State. You know, all these places like they have these huge stadiums and it's a it's like an NFL game, which I think I've been to one NFL game. But there's something different about it because it's college and, and just people care about it, at least. At least in our area they care about it differently than they do the NFL um, I don't know there's some really passionate NFL fans, but I grew up here in the SEC it just it feels more emotional than an NFL game for me. I just I feel like these kids have four years and it just means more to them than someone who's getting paid you know fifty million dollars to be out on that field. so anyways, I'm going on a tirade and it's just a lot of fun and I enjoyed it and thank you James for. Uh, having some tickets and letting me go with him.
0: thank you james
1: <laughs> um other than that like i said just watch some nfl i'm playing starfields really the only other thing and we'll i think we're gonna do a deeper dive on that later but, uh, what you been watching jordan
0: quite a bit uh quite a bit of things um i'd say um so i'll start off on this um I've been watching One Piece. I brought this up on the show. You know, it's just something that's always kind of just on. The show is like, like a hundred, no, sorry, one thousand one hundred episodes long or something at this point. Still going. Um, I'm about like a piddling amount compared to how many episodes there are. Like a hundred, I'm hundred fifty episodes in. Um, so the, sh- the live action series came out on Netflix, and so I was like, all right, let's give this a go. I- watching the trailers for it, I was like, this is probably going to be a disaster um one piece if I, like there's been so many other animes to come out that didn't do well that would be easier to adapt like by far like death note and uh Cowboy Bebop all of which failed and pleased nobody and so one piece this insane really is kind of like zany anime that has so many episodes that spends all this time to build up characters, how are they going to be able to do this on a Netflix TV show? And so I thought look, even the trailer, like seeing the trailer I was like, yeah, I mean I'll say the cast looks good, but I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, man. So yeah, I watched it and I was I was impressed. Uh, I'll say that. Especially
1: after Cowboy Bebop, like you already said. (laughs) Cowboy Bebop should have been a grand slam.
0: It should have been a grand slam. It's it's yep. covered ground as far as like the kind of fiction that we've seen. Whereas One Piece is just there's nothing like it, um, as far as you know. Much else, honestly, it's a type of adventure fantasy that, yeah, it's the likes of it aren't really seen in any medium. And so, um, yeah, I'll I to say I'm I'm impressed, like to how good of a job it does. Like, I I will say this is probably the first successful live-action anime adaptation or whatever that I've seen. So, thousands of episodes, right? It has 1,100 episodes. What's it even going to do? I kind of had an idea. Like, after, when I was watching the anime, it got to a certain point, and I was like, this would be a good stopping point for the live-action show if they were going to do that. But even still, I'm talking like... uh <clears throat> 60 episodes in 60 and I was like okay how many episodes are in this first season eight and so I was like okay um how are they gonna do how are they gonna do all this they did a great job they really did they they I think they chose their time wisely as far as like what they're going to do what little arcs are they're going to focus on and yeah they do what the show does in spirit like character first stuff where it's like luffy is going along adding these people to his crew especially in like the first 80 episodes or so and they really take your time to introduce you to them they have these flashbacks that really kind of explore the characters and uh have a little adventure while they do so and they do a great job i was freaking impressed all that being said i mean it's it's still a tv show is the thing like it looks great like for a tv show but it is still a tv show one piece is huge To do one piece and like have these giant set pieces with these giant environments and so many outfits, so many sets, it'd be really expensive to, I think, make it look incredible. And But for what it is, I think it looks good for the most part. There were times where I was like, all right, that looks pretty darn good. And there are other times where I was like, "Okay, yeah, I forgot this was a TV show for a minute there. Now I'm reminded. But either way, uh, the best part of it by far. By far, this is the best thing about it. Uh, is the cast? The cast is great. Like, uh, they do a good job at, at like not aping the the anime characters hundred percent. I think that's a mistake to do that because again, this is adaptation. Anime is not live action. Don't just you can't just do the anime most of the time. Depending on what the anime is, <laughs> uh, One Piece, no, you can't just do it. You have to have your own kind of interpretation, but in the spirit of what the uh, characters are like in the anime. And I think they all do such a great job with that. The uh, the guy who plays Luffy is like a Mexican guy. And I think that's the, I don't know who made that choice, but it's (laughs) it's really good. Almost like, man, this guy is really embodying this character in a really cool way. I mean, I don't know. Everyone was really good. Very impressed. The question if like, if you're into anime and you haven't watched One Piece, you can watch this just fine. If you don't like anime, I don't really know. Honestly, that's not a question I can answer. I I heard some another podcast like talk about it a little bit. But they're not into anime, and they ended up really liking it. But I can't, mm. I can't speak for everyone. It, but it's still very low commitment, and I think like it does like capture what One Piece is within the show. Um in its own way it's a successful live action adaptation it's it's hard to do this because anime is so melodramatic um you you can't just do those performances they were doing a lot of that in cowboy bebop and it just didn't work so you have to like do the performance but do it in a way that is faithful to the characters but you're in a live action show if if you're all up in the camera's face going, what? That's crazy.
1: <laughs> no,
0: no one's going to want to see that. And yeah, they, they do a great job. I was very impressed. Am I going to say this is incredible? Like this is like, holy crap. Um, no, I don't think so. Um, but it's good. And good is is so far from anything else i've seen nothing else has even been okay as far as the anime adaptations from nothing has even been okay and so for one piece for one piece adaptation to be good it's that's insane to me and i think they deserve a lot of accolades for making a successful like anime adaptation like this and there was like a point where i was like oh my god the show got me like it actually like made me feel something when i was watching it and i got excited and that's not something i expected so great job one piece um it's cool yeah so a friend of ours uh got done working on a movie and uh i like to support our friend um (laughs) And uh, even if it's a movie I don't generally watch in theaters, I went to see The Nun 2. Um, and to, before I did that, I, went, I watched the first one on uh, HBO Max or whatever. Um, so I'll, I'll give my thoughts on the first one, I guess. First one was not good. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, it's... For me it's almost so bad it's good. There's something about it that's so cheesy. It almost reminds me of like in a way like an old school horror movie. I'm talking old school like you go into the haunted castle. Exorcist. No, I'm talking
1: 70. older
0: school. I'm talking before that. I'm talking like uh, like I'm talking like Universal's Dracula. Like that kind of <laughs> like camp, you go into the old castle and there's the old woman who might be a ghost and she's like, you don't belong here. You know, like that sort of thing. It, it is cheesy up the wazoo. There's a point where like, you know, the nun is like supposed to be like this demon that's like, argh, like crawls out of hell and like it gets so campy. I couldn't believe it like the conjuring series which this spawns from is relatively grounded but this is insane by the end of this they're like demons like popping out they're like ah! like grabbing the girl and a guy like comes out with a shotgun and like shoots it and like nice. says a one-liner and i was it's like what is this the yeah. mummy all of a sudden <laughs> like brendan Fraser's the mummy and like it, it's there are no rules. Like you have no idea what the nun can do. Like there's a point where a preacher, the priest, is like chasing around some ghost like they do in these movies like oh i better go chase this clearly th- a ghost around and he like falls into like an open grave he's like oh, oh! and then the grave shuts closed on him the camera zoomed out and there's like it's covered with soil and grass i'm like how did she do that <laughs> just like <laughs> things like that just out of nowhere i'm like where you're like am i watching like a conjuring spinoff or is this Pennywise, you know <laughs> where it, like can do so many things but seriously so silly like in- incredibly silly um but I watched the second one in theaters it's it's much better as far as being a movie that has a tone it's much better D- neither of these movies uh, were scary because they still are like so ridiculous that I'm like, <laughs> I can't be afraid of the nun. I'm sorry. It's just, like, she is, at that point, like, Freddy Krueger to me, where she, like, will pop up and be like, hey, hey. And I'm like, like, there's this point in the movie where she's, like, taunting someone. who's like, you're just the town or the village idiot or something like that. I'm like, is seriously, is this Freddy Krueger? I don't know. But either way, the second one's much better. It obviously it's like has a more consistent tone the best part of these movies is the main character i need to say her name correctly for is her last name she's so this is a prequel to the original uh to the conjuring series and uh one of the main characters this is like her young and and she's like the one of the like the you know she's actually a real nun in this uh in this thing who's like doing battle with the, mm-hmm. the demon and she's like She's the younger sister. The actor is the younger sister of uh of the woman who plays her in The Conjuring. So she looks perfect. And she's actually a really good actor too and she brings a lot of uh, heart and emotion to these movies, which is kind of like must needed. But she's she was good, but this movie's like even though it has a more consistent tone, The Nun 2 is kind of just as silly. They do this thing in both movies where there's like an artifact they have to find that will like help them defeat the nun. And like the first one, they had like a vial that had the blood of Christ in it. And like, they say, they, this is my, my favorite part. I laughed when I was watching it. Like they like hold up the vial and they're like, it's the blood of Christ. And one of the characters behind them was like, holy shit. <laughs> and it wasn't supposed to be funny, but it was really funny. Like, what? Yeah. And in this one, they have, like, I forget which um, Catholic saint, like, the uh, I don't know. But they're, like, it's the eyes of this. It's, like, even more ridiculous. I was, like, what? This is, like, the mummy. And they end up fighting, like, a giant nun at the end. I'm not freaking kidding. Um, But anyways, (laughs) I found myself entertained, though, a little bit throughout uh, some of the end. But... Not great, but it, it has some fun stuff in it. I guess better than the first one, like by a long shot. <laughs> God, <laughs> wow. Anyways,
1: <laughs> glowing review.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, these I, I'm like raving almost about it, but they're they're not like even the first one's not like terrible. It's just so silly compared to every other movie that surrounds it. I just couldn't believe how like just silly and over the top and absurd it became like I, I based on my expectations I was like "Ooh, this is gonna be like dark this is gonna be sinister this is gonna be kind of scary and I mean I it's one of those things where I'm like okay I better you know watch this during the day or something <laughs> I couldn't believe yeah. how far from that it was I just was just shocked wow and there's like this. Sorry, I had to. I'm. I'm gonna keep going for a second. There's this character. They made a sequel, right? I. I as much as I, you didn't like it. I mean, because I didn't like it. Yeah, I think the the first
1: one did really. Oh, well. I'm just as much as you didn't like it.
0: Oh yeah, I. But I think it did well. I think like, the a lot of people went to see the first one. Wonder why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because like okay, so this the nun character that entity appears in The Conjuring 2. and in The Conjuring 2, it's kind of scary. I was like. Ooh, that's scary. That's gonna make a scary movie. Hmm. I don't know. She gets a glow up or a glow down or whatever. And there's this character Long in the movie called. I guess. Yeah, Long I guess.
1: Script or something.
0: So, like in the, in the first movie, there's these the, the main characters is a nun and a priest who are like going up against the nun, the nun, and but there's this other character called Frenchie, and he's like their guide through the village or whatever. And he doesn't... He's, like,
1: from a Sounds different Sounds like a movie. Resident Evil plot line. It
0: is! Seriously. It... Seriously. A lot of it did remind me of, like, it's Resident Evil 4. Like, a less scary, <laughs> even sillier version of Resident Evil 4. <laughs> like, seriously. And, like, this guy, <laughs> he's, like, doesn't do anything. And he just hits on the nun for the first half of the movie. Like, hey, are you sure you want to be a nun? Hey. And then, like, he leaves because he gets scared. <laughs> and then he's, like... I got to go back. I'm worried about them. I was like, what are you going to do? Are you going to hit on the nun and she's going to (laughs) stop or something? I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) These these are kind of funny, actually, now that I'm like talking about it. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) that's all I got. We're on
1: this. um, Not that this is exactly related, but talking about other things. um, What did you think about Rebel Moon? It was kind of a big announcement like the Zack Snyder Star Wars project that turned into this Netflix property. What yeah, were your first I mean, impression seeing that trailer.
0: I mean, it looked kind of cool. Honestly, it's one of those things where a lot of times when I'll see like a sci-fi thing that I don't really know anything about, and like I don't know any yeah, of the loop. no one does, right? Right, this no is one does. Like
1: complete mystery.
0: So all I have to go on is how cool it looks, right? And it's like yeah,
1: basically. And, and basically, I guess the question really is, how properly teased were you? <laughs> that's all it really comes down to.
0: I think I was about as teased as as well teased as I could have been for something for no. what this is, you know? Because I knew about the whole yeah, it was gonna be Star Wars, but they didn't do it, so we he made this quasi original thing for Netflix, and you know, knowing that it it is kind of like you know what I mean it in a way I wish I kind of didn't know that you know yeah what what I don't know what what would I have been been saying if I I didn't know that I don't know what I've been saying this is a Star Wars ripoff or what I've been like oh he was inspired by Star Wars I don't know
1: yeah it's it's always hard with sci-fi things to set them apart from Star Wars um, especially if they're like original and not and set in a more fantastic world because you have things like Interstellar that really tackle like real, you know, physics and, um, you know, like real things that we can't quite wrap our mind around. And I think those things are honestly easier because you can just go to these scientists and say, how does this work? What is your theory? You know, what would you make this look like? And yet Zack Snyder has given himself this tough task of creating this universe with all his own rules and basically, you know, as everyone knows, doing what George Lucas did in the 70s. And yeah, um, yeah, I feel like I, I have a lot of, uh, I guess, pity on Zack Snyder because I feel like he has given himself a very, very almost impossible task to start this like other world because this really feels like if you have seen the trailer, this feels like something that's trying to set it up as this massive world with all these stories to tell. A lot like Star Wars, but, but in in this way where it's like they're trying to tell this huge story, it seems like. Whereas Star Wars, really, it was a pretty, fairly grounded tale, really, if you think back to A New Hope. Yeah. There wasn't a ton going on. Um, they set up really cool elements and groups of people and had unique characters that then led into you know, people being big fans and then led into everything that's happened since. But yeah, that was one of the things that I thought of when watching this. I'm just like, there's so much going on here. I just feel like it just seemed very busy. It's yeah. cool, but it's like, yeah, my first thought is just Zach. I think you may have bitten off too much here. Like I think, I don't know why this came to my mind, but something like super eight, even though it was not a big success, I feel like it took this interesting sci-fi story, but it was very small. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I feel like the best things a lot of times start like that and then build, um, later on. I mean, we see this sort of
0: thing all the time. That's kind of why I feel like I'm detached. I mean, I think when I look at something like this, I think of like Jupiter ascending, or like Valerian, yep. Yep. and like a lot of Jupiter
1: sending, these... I think is a very good example because right. they felt like they were trying to do the exact same thing. I didn't even realize this is a two-parter. I missed that. Yeah. Right at the end, it says, "Oh my god!" So December twenty-second of this year, A Child of Fire, Part One. April nineteenth. It's not even a year apart. It's only four four months apart. <laughs> So It's It's a little more time in post Don't do that often with movies That's that's interesting I mean hmm.
0: either way I'm Zack Snyder Zack Snyder
1: does like to make some really long things Yeah he does He probably is like I can't make this the Zack Snyder cut Right Six hours long (laughs) Yeah I mean I'll definitely watch this thing Yeah I'm coming into it with a lot of Pessimism
0: Right because again it, I don't how like often to do these negative, things work
1: out but yeah there's, we've been we've been burned so many times john carpenter
0: chronicles um, of riddick even like chronicles of riddick was like this hold
1: on hold on <laughs>
0: no i mean regardless of what the series did after and what that is like you can see what chronicles of riddick is like they it's like they it wrote didn't a become bible
1: successful over the world in well, the world even though no. i enjoyed it no it i like not...
0: i like chronicles of riddick too but even still, it's like a lot of people don't though, right? Then we're and it has like the same ambition, is what I'm saying. It's like we're gonna build out this yeah. universe, where. But even
1: like, that is an example of where they started with a much more grounded story in Pitch Black, and then expanded it exponentially in Chronicles of Riddick, and have still not come have still not come out with a sequel since then. Which, well, Riddick, I always thought was kind of strange. Yeah, I forgot about that one. But they're they're doing the, the I don't fourth know. one it eventually, Furia yeah. or whatever. It was kind of a disappointment, though, I think. Yeah, it was kind I of thought, weird. I thought Chronicles was better. but
0: It was like a weird return to, like, Pitch Black or whatever, but you've already built out so much. It's hard but, but to be, like, stuck on a planet in and the invading. right way for me. Right. Right. Yeah. We're back Anyways. to I'm stuck on a planet. Anyways. Uh, but
1: yeah, but but my point is just like it's almost like they took all three of those movies and created this movie, you know, yeah. instead of like starting with pitch black and, and building out with all this other stuff. So
0: it's that fear that you're going to be bombarded by lore. You know what I mean? Like you see something and you're like, I'm going to learn. How can so you not
1: things? <laughs> I mean, you know? with everything that's in the trailer, how can you not? Because you're just not going to understand unless they start explaining. Yeah, it feels like it's going to start with an opening scene of some ship flying over a planet. And it's going to start with some somebody with a voiceover saying, in the year 3068. Yeah, the, the Obscorian
0: dynasty was born. Was King Glutox insane. was the game. And then... <laughs> exactly.
1: And then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the children of man arrived and invaded and it's going to show like the simulation of like battles going and basically the way Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings I am just thinking years into the future. <laughs> it really feels like that. Everyone wants
0: to do that, but it's so hard, you know, it's so oh my hard.
1: Gosh. Yeah. And you're not talking very few people right. are
0: that beginning of fellowship. It's like beautiful and perfect, but,
1: only yeah. because it's and perfect. also you they just did it. it that's yeah. the other thing exactly you do it again and people just feel like you're copying that's a hard that's the hardest part yeah it's a tough job that's what i'm saying I, I just i pity Zack snyder i love that he's doing this i love sci-fi i want this to do well i want it to be awesome but man it's a hard task yeah and just most of the, the time thing he to has stuff and that's why lead... people aren't doing it right it's
0: tough the fantasy and sci-fi is hard, especially like in film, especially like in in, in like uh, TV shows. You can kind of, you know, you can make this as paced out as you want it to be in exp- the expanse, you know, like stuff like that. But you got two hours go. That's tough.
1: I see Anthony Hopkins is voicing somebody and I'm like, yep.
0: There's
1: the voiceover narrator. that begins the movie. Yeah.
0: That's the voiceover. That it all started the movie. with that. Yeah. You can hear it now.
1: That great Welsh accent.
0: Uh-huh. And, like, the thing about, like, Zach also is is that, like, he he's done adaptation so much. Like, most of what he's done is adaptation. Sure, he did Din of, uh, or whatever, yeah. the, the, the zombie thief movie or whatever it was. Um, but most of it has been based on a comic book, based on a, a, a story. Like, you know, from Watchmen to Gowls, Owls of Ga'Hoole or whatever. It's all been based
1: off something. Yeah. Uh, Anywho. I, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's not much else to say, I guess.
0: Before we get into Starfield, I wanted you to tell me a story about um, the tale of the Apple press conference that was today and what, what they announced and what the iPhone 15 is. Um,
1: Yeah. We've got the iPhone 15, which now I think this is a change from previous one that now comes in a smaller one and a larger one. I don't think last, I think last year it was just a single size of the 15. Um, you know, there's always been, or at least for a long time, there's been, the Pro and Pro Max, so smaller and larger, but now the 15 actually comes in two sizes for people to pick. Um, and they announced a new watch, which seems honestly not a lot of change. It's a lot brighter, has faster chip, but um, yeah, I didn't see a lot of difference with the Series 9. I mean, I'm probably missing something, but even in their little synopsis, the they didn't. Yeah. Oh, wow. I know, I have... I have the four, so I have been kind of wanting to upgrade. Um, oh, there's like one thing: if you get the new one, instead of hitting so the side button, I'm sure Jordan, there's like there's two buttons on an Apple Watch. There's like the dial that turns that you can click in, and then there's the actual button underneath of that. Yeah. So because because you have to have the other hand, they've now made it to where with this hand you can do this, and it's like you're pressing that button. So. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. So, like, if you have a timer going, is what they're saying. Like, while you're cooking, you can just do that to stop the timer. Okay. And somehow the watch is able to detect those muscles moving and those two fingers and do it, which is it's very unique. It's very Apple. It's like I don't think anybody else would do that. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. Um, there's a follow up. I'm gonna circle back to the phones, but I'm just kind of going over everything. There's the follow up to the Ultra Two, which um, is another one. It's like seems like very incremental update not a big leap um i mean i think the ultra really was such a full featured watch you know it really was the apple watch as it is which is great i think but then it was turned up to 11 with titanium case you know stronger front-facing glass so it doesn't break and and the glass like sits below the metal edge so it's like harder to break it Hmm. This is just how the the Ultra works. But the new one is brighter. And, yeah, this is push the limits again. New chip, which, of course, there's always a new chip. Um, Same thing where you can tap your fingers. Um, Brightest screen ever, 3,000 nits, which is cool. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot of difference that I noticed. What could they Um, do? Like, with a
0: watch... Like yeah. what, at this point, what 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 do people even want? Like, yeah, I I don't really know. That's, I I'm pleased with mine. Yeah, I feel
1: like that's yeah. I mean, I I, I definitely I, I want them to continue to. So I guess there's there's more speakers. There's another GPS antenna, which I guess gives you more accuracy for uh, calculating distance. Is what they're saying. Um. Yeah. A lot of these things seem like the same kind of thing that they already had. More battery now, seventy-two hours of battery, which okay. is pretty crazy. That's good. That's a long. It's a long battery life. Yeah, so I think before it was like 30, 40. Um. So yeah, I I was thinking about maybe looking into the ultra, the first ultra, because if I'm going to upgrade, I want to upgrade as you know as high as I can. Yeah, um, so it'll last, last. I saw there year. was like a refurbished one on Amazon that was like six hundred, which. It's like 660 which is not bad. I think it's I think it's like 800 if you buy it brand new. Hmm. So that was a good discount. And like I said, I didn't see enough of a difference. It was kind of like, hmm, Ultra was already a great watch. Anyway, circling back, um, the 15 basically, it seems like it's almost level with the old 14 Pro in a lot of ways. It went to the 48-megapixel Um new telephoto lens so more zoom yeah. um obviously the big story with this entire oh the dynamic island was the thing that was in the pro so the little like bubble up at the top it changes and yeah. shows your calls and it's like it's not that big of a deal but it's just kind of a neat feature that i think you know it adds some functionality but yeah not a huge thing um probably the biggest thing of this entire event is that they're getting rid of the lightning cable and moving to USB-C. That's, yes. that's the big one. Um, and so 15 pro they've moved to titanium with the pro. Um, <clears throat> one thing that I did think is kind of pertinent to our audience was that the new a 17 pro chip in the 15 pro is able to play console games. So yeah. Um, Resident Evil Village is now playing straight on the phone. Same quality as the console, which I was pretty impressed by. I mean, yeah. Village it's it's a little older of a game, but it's it's not still too pretty old. Big. It's what, still a pretty year and a game. half or something like that. So yeah, I was very impressed with that part. Um, they did the periscope lens, but they did it in their own way. Usually the periscope lens so the idea is when you have a camera that has a if you have a lens and a camera sensor very close together, you have no depth of field. So, your pictures are very flat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, in other words, like, everything is in focus. Instead of, like, if you're, like, where you are right now, you're sitting at your desk and then your, your bookshelf with all your blue rays is behind you, if in the same way your webcam right now has all those things in focus if you're able to separate that sensor in that camera it could put you in focus and then bokeh the background so it look give you that DSLR the more DSLR yeah you know, portrait portrait mode look Yeah, basically an expensive camera look. And the reason the expensive cameras are able to do that is you have the sensor way back in the body and you have the lens sitting out there and then you can zoom Mm -hmm. and it'll increase that space between the lens and you. And that gives you even more depth of field to where like your nose can even be in focus and your eyes are blurry. And that's what really shows you that's a more expensive or a bigger lens with more glass. Um, So because of that, phone manufacturers have had to do this deal where they try to, get as much space in the body of the phone as they can. So what they'll do sometimes is they'll send it through a series of mirrors down through the body and then back up to the camera. That's crazy. So what Apple did instead of like having to use all that space inside their body, the body of their phone to do that, they just set it back inside the phone like so if if the screen is where the phone is and then, you know, towards me is where that is, they reflected it several times on the way back to that so you know you're i'm trying to explain this over audio without using my hands which is kind of difficult but let's say your phone is a quarter of an inch thick Mm -hmm. so between the lens and where that camera is you only have that quarter of an inch so what they did is they put tiny little mirrors in it to where it's reflected up and then down and up and down so it makes that travel further so they're able to do more of that bouquet they're able to give more of the depth of field just through that simple movement of it and i that's I mild. don't exactly understand the physics of it, but it, it's interesting. I, I understand it enough to explain that much, and it's it's interesting. They call it a periscope lens. iPhone called it something else because they have to act like they have to. Apple invented it. <laughs> yeah, but, they did it first. But they didn't, and, and it is cool that they added it, and it will. I think it will make a difference in what you can see um, with your pictures. So that's a lot Very of fun. Cool. And the fact that it's titanium now, it will make it even lighter, which is – which is nice i i bethany was commenting that she did feel like her iphone 13 pro max was a little heavy so i think that's i feel like most of that weight is in the battery itself but but when you have stainless steel it is one of the heaviest alloys that there is and titanium is literally the lightest i i believe i believe it's the lightest could be wrong about that at least least it's close to the lights it's the strongest and one of the lightest which is pretty impressive so Mm -hmm. i'm amazed that they can i'm amazed that titanium prices have come down where they can afford to make a phone with titanium in the body that's incredible to me i always thought of titanium as this super expensive steel um but whatever children are getting really good at mining able to do it yeah and one they went through this whole thing about how the iphone can now be used to create movies and how yeah so you can now hook the you you have you already seen all this
0: no no i i've only seen like bits and pieces so you're like putting a lot of this together for me
1: so the idea and i listened to a podcast where they kind of explained it so the idea before is they introduced ProRes, which is what most movie studios use to film their movies and and the iphone back I want to say it was the 13, the one I had. The when they brought out with 13 Pro, it was now you can shoot in RAW and ProRes, and basically you can export in the same way, so it'll work right with you know Adobe Premiere and with I'm blanking on all the rest, but you know all these the big DaVinci, you know DaVinci Resolve, these big um, editing suites that these uh, movie studios use to edit their films, and you can export it straight into the file format that they want to read and get that, and that's great, but it meant that these file sizes were enormous. So um, these phones obviously only come in 128, 256, 512 terabyte, which is fine for us. But when you are filming a movie, I mean, you you obviously have to put hours of film on there. And when you're filming in ProRes, it's you, – you think HDR takes up a lot of space like ProRes takes up even more. I mean – if, if you've ever shot in RAW, a RAW picture is probably 10 times the size of even your best quality JPEG. Just because there is no compression. It's taking all the data of the sensor and putting it straight into a picture. And so when you do that with film, if you shoot at 24 frames a second, it's like taking 24 RAW pictures every second. And so obviously that adds up to an incredible amount. So one of the cool things, trying to skip to the point, is that you can now hook in that USB-C. And because you have USB-C instead of lightning, you have this... Much higher, I think it's 10 megabits a second, something like that, or maybe it's gigabits. Now I want to know. But you have this huge bandwidth to where you can go straight to a hard drive or even straight to a MacBook or a computer and have that video come straight from the phone straight to the computer and not even have to worry about how much space your phone has, um, which is. It's brilliant. I I remember one of the professional guys on the podcast saying, I just don't know what they were thinking when they did this pro res with the lightning because you can't use lightning and you fill up a phone immediately. So they were saying like (laughs) (laughs) what you would end up doing is sitting there like filming and then just like tossing it behind you and somebody catches it because it runs out of space. And then you click Uh, on the next one to keep filming. It's just like you just have to keep tossing phones. There's 30 seconds. There's 30 seconds. Here's your 500 phones today to film this movie. And instead like you can put it in a mount, you can rack mount it, plug that in and then have a cord coming back to a guy on the computer or have a hard drive just mounted to the side of it. You know, have a 12 terabyte hard drive mounted right to the side of your jib and just going around filming your movie, which is really cool. It's completely not pertinent to you and I, but really cool. you still do that. That's Um, awesome. The battery life is also very impressive. Um, they're now saying twenty nine hours of battery life on the Pro Max, twenty three hours on the Pro, which is okay. Wow, quite a bit more. Um, they're saying that's nine hours more than the twelve Pro, which <laughs> I feel like that's selective math. There, they're going back to the twelve. Pro, yeah, right. Quite it was a while.
0: Twenty now. hours greater than yeah. the
1: four G <laughs> than the than the three GS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, really? No wonder that was two thousand and eight. <laughs> Um, roadside assistance has now been added as part of the satellite thing. So before there was an emergency SOS, so if you fell down a crevasse, which these these people actually did, they fell down this ravine and they had this tiny little sliver of the, the, the sky that they could see. And so the idea is you can point your phone and as the satellite passes over, you're able to send a text message up to the satellite and then it goes to emergency services telling them where you are and then you can like select like... Things. You know, it's like you have very little data, but you're able to send out enough to say, I'm here, we're dying, you know, or something like that. Like, please, God, help us. <laughs> so these people actually got saved by that. So that feature was added last year. Well, now this year they're adding also if you just have roadside assistance. So you're not going to die, but you ran out of gas, your car stopped working, you ran out of water, you know, you're in the desert, whatever. There's, there's a reason why you need help, but it's not life or death, you can now get road assistance with AAA through the satellite. So if you have no cell phone reception, which I I believe most of Midwest and Western America is, you know, these long roads where there's, if you ever look at a map, that is the area where there's no signal. You drive out there. Texas, I remember we were out there. There There's large areas where you drive away and there's just nothing. So that's, that's really nice. That is really good. I could see being stuck on a boat maybe. Cause you know, you go offshore even a little bit, you're out of luck. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people don't carry around GPS phone or like a spot GPS emergency thing. And I think that's very valuable. So absolutely. Yeah. That's that really, could save lives. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. I think the biggest thing is the USB C. It's going to be a big, big change. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. I obviously have a ton of lightning cables in my life. Um, but I'm glad. I think it needed to happen. Uh, USB-C is better in many ways, and it'll be cheaper. There's already a ton of people that make those cables, and there's a lot more capability. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. This
0: is the first time they've used something that's not like you know propri- proprietary. You know what I mean? It's insane. Yeah, that's the first time. It's such a big deal.
1: Yeah, they were the only ones who could really like push a market like that, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and they, you know they were kind of made to do it, but but I'm glad they they actually did it before they had to. They could have waited till next year, and they did it this year. Yeah, the Just UK
0: good. laws good. or whatever that they were,
1: yeah, coming down yeah. the pipeline. Yep, the Pike Pipe. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. It's you good know, the stars. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I come up with these jokes in my head, and I say them too fast. I'm sorry. I'm gonna really. say it. <laughs> well, let's get into no, it. No, what what do you think? What do you think? What do I think? Um please, I mean uh, about the Apple I mean if you had any input, please. I mean I, I agree
0: that the that the USB C is does seem huge. Um I I have a bunch of them laying around. So that's good news for me. Just like having a switch. Like the switch was like the big first yeah. thing. I have a lot of other things that use USB C, but it, like having that like open the floodgates of USB C use in the house. Where like a bunch of controllers, PlayStation use it.
1: controllers USB-C.
0: Well, yeah, but um, I don't generally like I have uh, charging mounts for the PS5 and the Xbox, yeah. so I generally don't have like plug in a cable so for the I, But I was
1: just wondering. But yeah, they they do use USB-C. Yeah. Yeah. Um the cradle, so, is so freaking nice. It's so nice just to have them always yes. in a cradle. I wish Xbox would just do that. You know, I've told you this. Xbox does not sell unless you buy the whole kit for the pro controller. They do not sell the cradle. So I had to buy a third-party cradle off of Amazon. It, it makes no sense. Right. That is the ideal way. You have your Xbox, you have your controllers, and I only have one because I just didn't feel like buying a second one, but they should always just come with a freaking thing. If you have the little prongs to set it in and charge it, like obviously you want your controller to always be at full battery when you pick it up.
0: You know, whipping out a controller and connecting it to your console and having it dangle. Yeah, no thanks. What is this? The Dark tripping Ages?
1: <laughs> <laughs> People be tripping in the living room because of the cords. Come on now. Cat chew the crap out of that thing. Um, yeah. But yeah,
0: no. Um, I think uh, you know from my here, it's it's it sounds good. I mean, generally, um, my wife and I usually about two two cycles of the same phone. We have the thirteen. And, um, yeah. We look at, you know, if there's any sort of deal of, of some sort that our providers yep. will give us. But I don't know. We'll see. Eventually, probably the 15 will be the one, um, we'll upgrade to. And I'm pleased with the upgrades. I mean, you always notice a bigger upgrade, you know, if you yep. wait a couple cycles, anyways. Yep. So, Definitely. um, I'm sure I'll be
1: pleased. The battery is always so nice. I mean, that's the thing. Right. It's like sting lasts forever. No, yeah. if there's anything you want, it's more battery. And especially when your phone's two years old too, it's not getting what it got back in 2021. So I think it sounds like I was talking to my dad. I think he's going to get one. And I think Bethany and I are going to get one. At least that's the plan. Um, we'll see. Um, to backtrack a little numbers bit, out.
0: I did want to give a comment on the watch. I, I asked a, like a, question like what do you what would you want and I was kind of thinking about that like something I would like I'd like it if the watch was a little more fun as far as like uh, multimedia use I think it would be cool to play music and it sound good. I mean, you can't like right now. The default is if you're going to play music on your watch, you have to have some sort of device that's connected to whether you're using it as a remote for your phone to play off your phone or to, you know, go to your AirPods or whatever the case speakers, may be. Yeah. Your speakers. It would be nice yeah. just to have a decent speaker on the watch itself just so you can always just have this on you and say you're just listening to music you're doing work in the yard you don't want to have headphones in or something like that that i think that would be kind of cool and just to wear your little speaker i don't know i think that'll be yeah kind of neat i don't know um
1: i think they said something about there being a second speaker or something in the in the ultra dual speakers a second speaker boosts audio volume for calls in siri but yeah they they don't talk about music I think there's something in Apple that's just like, we will not let you listen to music on that thing. Not an option. It's humiliating.
0: Yeah, (laughs) we don't want to be sad by the sound
1: of our speakers. Yeah.
0: Okay, but uh, Starfield.
1: Yeah. Into the field.
0: Into the field of stars. Uh, When did you start playing?
1: Uh... I tried to play on day 1. I think I played like a little bit, but it my days just get just get filled up. Right. Um but you know, I I did I obviously I didn't pay for it, so I waited until it was available on Game Pass on I want to say it was like September 5th. Um no, actually it was available September 5th, but it wasn't available until was like 8 because I remember PPM, earlier yeah. in the day I got home and was like, "Oh, I'll play." And then yeah, I ended up being over at Barnett's office hanging out with him, and then for some reason there's a strange thing that we've realized. He's, he's gotten Game Pass on his PC, which, you know, I don't have a PC, so I haven't seen any of this, but mm-hmm. he cannot get any game to download over 50 megabytes, megabits what? per second. And, you know, regularly I download it like 200, which is, which is the most I pay for anyways, and it's so strange. He says that he found a thing that says it that Microsoft limits it really? to downloading I I, I I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like that would be a huge deal if that was true, if everyone was dealing with that. But he's he's downloaded Halo, so he's trying to download Starfield and Yeah, I mean he's gotten he's gotten Halo download, he's been playing it, but this limiting thing is so frustrating. Yeah, that's weird. I don't get that. Yep. So yeah, I, I actually looked at both of our stats last night because I was just interested. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at yours, you were at like six hours twenty minutes, and I was at like eight hours.
0: Yeah, um, I played a ton, you not probably, as much as I'd played like to.
1: Some more since then,
0: <clears throat> maybe a little bit. I haven't played as much as I'd like to. Um, there were a few uh, instances where I was like, "Oh sweet, I'm gonna like uh, Friday." For instance, I was like, "I'm gonna play so much," and it just didn't work out because of yep. stuff, and so. Uh, eventually I'm going to play more, but I feel like we have enough to give uh, some first impressions here as far as like uh, what we think of the opening several hours of the thing and what we've done with our opening several hours. And kinda... Yeah.
1: That's the interesting thing is like they talk about, Oh yeah, it gets good when you do this. But, but honestly it's one of those games that's unless you are like strict on staying with that main storyline, it is so easy to get distracted by all the, different like little things and I mean it's just it's honestly it's a little confusing too so it's easy to get distracted by just being confused about where you're supposed to go figuring things out yeah yeah I I uh yeah my initial impression is just um I don't know I'm kind of mixed on it there's like there's things I like about it there's things that uh kind of frustrate me about it there's times in which I feel bored and then there's times in which I enjoy it i I don't know. There's times in which I think that I, I severely disagree with the reviews. And then there's times it's like, yeah, that makes about sense. There is there is some things I have decided that I pretty much don't agree with. Like, you know, specifically IGN because I I consume a lot of IGN content. So I've heard what a lot of those guys have to say about it. And, and um you know, I heard the reviewer kind of give his opinion. And, you know, I I would not say in any way that I... Think that he's wrong at all? I just I think that's his opinion, and I think some of it, the things that he said I I wouldn't quite say were fair, but uh, but a lot of it is is a perfectly fine opinion to have. Um, but yeah, that's kind of general thoughts. Okay.
0: Um. Yeah, I think I, I'm I'm more or less the same as you. I think there's there's instances where I'm like very impressed with it, where I'm like, holy crap. Um, in instances where I'm like, I, in some there's some things I don't know what to think yet. Um, as well, like I'm kind of almost holding my opinion thus far, but I can kind of give my feelings on certain things. I think for me, the thing that I'm the most like, Hmm, I don't know how I feel about it yet is the space stuff. Like things that basically have to do within space, navigation in space and all that things yeah. on planet. I think are pretty straightforward, right? as far as like, Oh, this is cool. Like I love the variety of going to these different planets. I love setting my feet down on these planets and seeing what I can do and talking to someone. I think I had like an instance, like just having an instance of laying down on a planet, laying, uh, landing down on a planet and being like, Taking oh, a nap, just laying down. Just, <laughs> Oh, it's such a wonderful <laughs> thing. Oh wait, that was real life. Um, <laughs> no, but like, uh, and, and then like seeing an outpost and there's someone there giving me a mission. I mean, it's cool. Like I it's hard, you know, when you when you've been pu- when you put like 200 hours You mean hours.
1: randomly selecting a spot, right? When yeah. you say that?
0: Yeah. And like like yeah. putting 200 hours into No Man's Sky, it's impossible not to think of the two. And and the thing is is like they are yeah. so different as far as like what the games are trying to do and uh and there's things where i'm just like man do i wish this stuff a lot of this stuff was in no man's sky and there's i don't know i, I think all that is surrounding what you do um when you're on your feet and then what you do when you're in the stars like i do wish it, things felt a little bit more organic when you're in the stars uh, the the way you're like take off and then your ship is facing the planet that you just left And then you're just kind of in this area where there's a few things you can do and a few things you can do in that area. But as far as like, I don't know, every single time I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just warp to the next planet. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't much incentive for me to do much of anything when I was in my ship. I felt at the time, I mean, again, this can like pan out and be different. That's why I'm kind of trying to hold back a little bit. But I felt like, okay, I'm in the ship and I'm just in space. I see that planet there. Where do I need to go next? And I'll go to the star map mm-hmm. and just go to the next system and go to the next planet and land. Um, that being said, I, I do appreciate the thought, the, the freedom it, it does kind of give you to kind of go to these different places and do it quickly without much fuss. Um, when I was... Uh, in the uh, solar system, the I guess our solar system is called Soul in this yep. game. Uh, it's one of the very first things you did, but I got distracted immediately. I was like, I, it's like you're obviously going to be drawn to Earth to be like, what's going on with Earth? And you like see it now. You like see it on the map. You're like, holy crap. This looks this looks terrible. What happened? And so I, I was like one of the first instances where I was like, I'm not going to do the mission right now. I'm going to veer off and I'm going to go to Earth and see what's going on here. <laughs> and mm-hmm. So and it was cool. What I did was
1: I tried to go to Florida.
0: <laughs> so did I. So yeah. did I.
1: Um, didn't look good.
0: No, no. Earth's in bad shape. But it was cool. It's it, about like it feels in the middle of the summer? Yeah, maybe now. it was just because we were in Florida. Honestly, maybe in like <laughs> if we go to like Nebraska or something like that, maybe it's all right. Wow, beautiful! Oh my god, it's not nearly as bad as Sarah was the talking about. The heat finally
1: overtook Florida.
0: Right, exactly. It was just Florida. Florida couldn't take it anymore. But. Uh, <laughs> No, I I thought that was just so cool, like going down and seeing the wreckage for yourself, and there being lore attached to it, and be like, no, that's Earth, and then like I'll have a dialogue later, and like Sarah was like, yeah, um, that's what happened to Earth. It lost its atmosphere, and now it's just a ball of dust floating in space, and uh, she mentions like. Oh, there are a few things, like landmarks, that are still existent, still are there, but mostly it's... And it made me think, is there anything on Earth that's, like, hidden? Are there, like, any, like, ruins or something like that there that's there somewhere? I
1: wonder. But either way, um, things like that are just cool. Fine, like, you went to the Apollo lander? Apollo moment, monument? That's one of the missions. Oh, on Earth? No, Neptune maybe it was one of the planets
0: yeah I I did that yeah Yeah, after afterwards
1: you get an achievement for it Mm,
0: I think I did yeah and just the idea of being able to like land on these planets and like do stuff like that and actually have things to do and have lore attached to them it's cool I mean that's just kind of where I'm at so far I think like the being on the planets and going to different places on the planet is very appealing like i do want to explore and walk around and actually go on these missions and blast enemies like these this is things. these are things that i want out of this game because they're things that i can't at all get out of no man's sky like the the the, the reason pushing you forward when you land on these planets. Are very much like usually in your own head, as far as like this is what I want to do, but there's no like story or lore or characters that are really pushing you forward. Okay, there is, but it's so like obtuse that it, I don't know. You really do have to kind of dig into it for there to you to find anything worthwhile. Where in this, you have like characters talking to you, and you feel like there's these living and breathing characters yeah. there to. To communicate with and do stuff for and have conversations with all that stuff's really good and immersive like I, I do like that I that's kind of like I almost do wish that there was more with space because i love the I, I love having my crew in my ship and being able to just walk around something i was like oh can i do this while i was in space can i like press a button and walk around my ship while i was in space and i was like oh i can i can like hold b and get out of the cockpit yep. i'm just where i am in space guardians and walk of the around galaxy style. yeah that's what i'm talking about yep. that's what i want yeah guardians of the galaxy firefly like the thing where you feel like you're on an adventure with your crew through the sea of yep. space you know I, I like that stuff a lot <laughs> And um, sometimes I feel that way and sometimes I don't. On the planets, I feel like that a lot, where I'm like, this is awesome. I'm on a new planet. I'm exploring this planet. But that's my biggest criticism so far is in space. Because honestly, a lot of the other stuff is working really well for me. I
1: I don't know. The thing that I – I think the thing I disagreed the most was on one of the recent podcasts I was listening to, they were talking about how he was very excited about playing this game – And he was excited about exploring, and that's something he does in Bethesda games a lot, and he couldn't wait. And he felt like when he finally played the game, he realized that he was here for a story that was scripted, and the exploration was just something he realized was not something that was in this game. And that was the thing I disagreed with. I, I understand that it's procedurally generated. A lot of these things are that you come up to in the planet. But I honestly, I so far have not had a problem with that. I haven't thought that they were less than because of that. Now, I don't know how much of it that uh, what I'm doing is procedurally generated. And maybe I haven't seen that yet. And maybe that's why I haven't been disappointed yet. But I landed on a part of, I think it was Earth. I was just like, I just want to land here. I just want to see if I can do something. It was really pretty. There was like some water and I needed that as part of one of my research projects. So I landed in an area that looked like it was like where the land met the water. And it was beautiful. It was like a hill, and then there's all these plants, and there's all these animals. And then there's these unknown points that popped up right there. And so I went to some of that, and then there was this guy that was dying. And then he's like, I need you to help me get back to my ship. There's all these predators that are in the way. And so we ran like way, like a couple of miles in in the game (laughs) back to his ship. And we got in these fights with all these birds and these raptor-looking creatures. And I felt like, okay, I really feel like I've had an adventure here. And, and if this is procedurally generated, that means somebody else can't have it. And I understand, in the reviewer's opinion, was because of that, you can't like tell your friend, go to this planet, and do this. And yeah, I get that. There is some loss of like fun. But at the same time, I see it as... I'm the only one who gets that experience. And so it's a unique tale that I get to tell. And then Jordan will be able to go to a planet and tell me about something else that he did. And I find that kind of cool because honestly, when Jordan tells me things about what he did in fallout, I almost never (laughs) ended up going and doing those things. I, I did something and then told you about it. And you know, we just shared stories about things that we did in fallout or even Skyrim back in the day. And to me, that was fine. It was like, I don't have to find that thing that you did in Red Dead Redemption. I don't have to find that exact thing. That can be the thing that you found and you told me about. And would it be cool if I could do that? Sure. But I also find value in just listening to someone else tell me about it. And I get to experience something and tell them about it really the fun is just in going out and doing stuff. And if you really want to explore, I think it is kind of cool to have your own unique experiences each time. Mm -hmm. And as long as the procedurally generated stuff doesn't start to feel generic and feel like it's been generated over and over again, and you keep seeing the same things, which is something I felt about No Man's Sky, then Mm -hmm. procedurally generated works if it works in that way. But uh, so far I've, I have not done a lot of that, honestly. I've been working on some stories. I've been working on some side missions. But when I did do that, I was pleasantly surprised. I honestly, because of what I've heard, I kind of had my hopes down on what the exploration would be like. And last night's adventure didn't disappoint, in my opinion. I went out. I did something. I got to see animals. I got to scan some crap. I got to collect a bunch of stuff. That's one thing. I will say this game, just like all these Bethesda games, it makes me want to collect things so bad. I ended up... Collecting you know, I'm just I'm always over encumbered. It was the same yeah. problem I had in Oblivion and the same problem I had in Fallout, same problem I had in Skyrim. And what I ended up doing is I will go to my ship and just dump all my crap out on the floor. <laughs> so so I would I just had this pile right under the staircase of just all this crap. Because I figured, okay, when I fly to the next place where so there's a dealer Hopefully the dealer will be close to where I land so I can just load up and slowly, somberly go over to the dealer and just unload all my garbage. And that's exactly what I did. I got like 60,000 credits because... It's not a bad thing because I've, I've killed all these pirates and everything. And I have all their guns and all their, right. all their garbage. And then just I stole a bunch of books and stuff. <laughs> that is one thing. I will say one of the coolest things I think about this game, and people have seen probably the potato meme where the guy collected 20,000 potatoes, and put them in a room yeah, and yeah. opened the door. And it's like the fact that those potatoes never disappear to me is the most impressive thing. That's and I've insane. noticed that with the game. If you bring something in, it stays exactly where you have it and gravity works, gravity and physics work pretty realistically on it. You know, if you kick it or something, like it moves in a pretty natural way. I am very impressed with that. And this same reviewer on IGN also said he, was, he didn't think the game looked very good. And that's another thing. I don't agree with that. I actually think the game looks pretty darn good. He was saying, I, I go to the planet and I look up at the trees and I'm like, oh, this game doesn't look very good. And I was looking at the trees last night. I'm like, what's wrong with that tree? The tree looks good. I walk up to the leaves. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know where he's coming from. I mean, maybe this doesn't like the style of the graphics. But I don't know. To me, I thought the graphics are pretty good.
0: So I think for the graphics, um, for, for me personally, I think it ranges from like, I think usually it looks good like that's where i'm at like usually the game looks good sometimes it looks like okay and there's other times where i'm like this looks amazing there's like like especially in like the smaller areas is one part where they're like leading like one of the members of constellations like showing me my room and i'm just like walking with her i'm like this looks amazing like this looks really freaking good or like i'll land on a planet and like the the lighting yeah. effects through the grass and the trees i'm like this looks good, you know, like, sometimes it looks amazing, sometimes like, yeah, this looks fine, and then there's times where I'm like, I don't know, where the lighting just isn't working where I'm at really well, and I'm just like, this looks fine, you know, it never looked like bad to me in anything I've done so far, it's usually looked good, and sometimes it looks really good.
1: I think it looks pretty darn good at all times, but I do get that, I mean, sometimes there's glitches and stuff, but.
0: It's kind of the I will say, of I've had
1: probably games. the fewest glitches of a Bethesda game in a while. Um, there's yeah, been some. Continue. There's definitely been some. There's been one that was pretty funny. And I, and I wasn't sure if it was planned or not, but my... I can't remember if it was the robot or the girl, shot this one guy in his pack, and it exploded <gasps> and it shot him up into the oh. ceiling. And then he got stuck. His head was in the ceiling. His body is just... Oh my god, I love and, it. And it looked funny. It looked like it was <laughs> scripted. No, it wasn't like twitching. It was like natural gravity. Mean, he like shot up into the ceiling and it was just like it was like looney tunes. Like he had, like he had died. It just kind of went ragdoll, but it was like like the, gra- the the physics looked reasonable. Like it didn't look like, oh, that was clearly a mistake. That's funny. It was just kind of funny funny moment.
0: What are you thinking of the story so far? Um you are at like I don't I don't know what like how deep you are into like the main story or anything like that. I know there's a lot of side adventures and side
1: I, I brought the like about. the new piece back, you know, like the second okay. piece. Yeah. There's like the piece from the very beginning and then the the there's another everywhere. mission you bring that back and then they they talk about they want you to the, there's the thing where she takes you to her room. I, I didn't do that. And there's the other guy, Koi or whatever, that he wants to do a mission with me. I, haven't, I just haven't done that. I started doing some other stuff. I was doing I was checking out the brownouts down in the well at the bottom of the city. Um, I want to explore some more cities. I want to see some other big cities on some other planets. But I, I haven't done that yet. Yeah, same. I haven't. It, it's taken me away from Call of Duty. No game has done that in a while, and I will say so. That That is a success um i've you know i've played some other games but i've hopped off them pretty quick just because uh, we've talked about this uh, to me my thing is just if i'm not having fun i immediately stop and i just move to something else right it's just like a game has to make me want to stay if not I, I just immediately no i'm good even in call of duty it's like if some mode i'm not enjoying it's like, i just quit i forget it i don't care i don't want to play this anymore i don't want to spend one moment you know of my free time playing my games doing anything i don't want to do and so far this game has been something i've consistently wanted to come back to um that's good Mm -hmm. overall you know i just i think the negativity has frustrated me i think um i really don't feel like the igin 7 is completely unfair i would probably score it a little higher on my personal scale but um you know, obviously, I think part of the disappointment is just I think a lot of people were rooting for this. I know I sure was. And we wanted it to be a game, game changer. We yeah. wanted it to be, you know, rocker faces off. But to me, I'm enjoying this as much as I did Fallout 4. I hear this talk like, oh, Fallout 4 was so much better. And I just, I don't, I didn't experience that. Oh, Fallout 4? Uh, you know, Yeah. Huh. I've heard several people say like Fallout Four so much better and the VAT system and they just rave about it and um you know that's fine I, I I enjoy Fallout Four um I felt like I saw a lot more glitches in Fallout Four and that was something that really detracted from my experience um there'd be some really bad ones like people would just like shoot off in the air oh. or you know there'd be something where like somehow this guy. I don't even remember if I shot him. I told you that. And it's yeah, like, like it a made be impossible because he glitch. just he just there was no way to get him to stop attacking me. And that just that kind of crap kind of ruined my experience with Fallout 4. And, it, and there was some good exploration. I think there was a great map. But um, I don't know if it's just the setting of this that I'm enjoying a little bit more. Um, but I, like I said, I think the quality to me is pretty level mm-hmm. with Fallout 4. Um, and, and, and with less glitches, I would I would give the edge to Starfield something also I want to give a compliment to the game um,
0: as far as its music the, this is something where I feel like uh, western games need some work on I feel like we get so wrapped up in just atmospheric music atmospheric music and it's either like some droning thing or dun, 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 dun. I'm just like oh yeah I love hearing that you know and sometimes it's like it fits the atmosphere but I'm not ever going to like enjoy listening to it but yep. um I turned the music up. I actually like turned the music up because I was like, this sounds good. I like it. It just it's nice. It has a really adventurous um, sound to it that I I really enjoy. Am I going to be humming it? I don't know about that, but it, it does lend to the experience where I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I like like this is a world I like being in. You know what I mean? That's a big thing for me in video games where it's like, are you crafting a world that I want to be in? And I feel like Starfield. It's no is a
1: simple good and design. clean, but, but it's no, it's
0: not just simple and clean over and over again. Maybe that can be arranged <laughs> through some Spotify magic, but. <laughs> which is what you would be totally down for. <laughs> oh yeah, just over and over. When you walk, yeah. Um, I appreciate you saying that, Luke. Um, but uh, but yeah, and just the aesthetics of the game, I think, are, are good. The music also—it's a lot like the best parts of uh, Fallout Four. I think it might even be me, the same composure. It's one of those things where I hear it, and it's just like that opening music for Fallout 4, I was like, oh, man, this music's good. I ho-, And it just wasn't ever really like that again in the actual game. Yeah. But I feel like that sort of music is throughout the game. Those like sweeping kind of melodies with sweeping strings kind of give you that sense of wonder and adventure. It, it's It's good. Me likey. Trying to no, think of I'm other listening things. To simple to and clean to you're honest. listening to Simple and Clean. Yeah. Please, oh baby, don't go. Simple and clean is the way that you're making me feel tonight.
1: <laughs> I turned it off. It's too distracting. <laughs> yeah, I know it's too good.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm definitely going to be playing this game for a while. It's the. Uh, it's like I I've set this time aside to play this game. It's it's like this game come is. Is uh is out and then like a month or so later, there's like everything is coming out. So my goal is to beat uh this game before October. Uh, that's when the floodgates open and a bunch of stuff comes out around that time with Mario Wonder, oh, Sp- Spider Man yep. Two, Modern Warfare Three. Um, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, well, I'll, probably you know I'll, we'll talk about it again once uh once we beat it. But uh, who who are you in love with? Are you in love with anyone in the game yet? No,
1: I definitely have not gotten that far. Have
0: you smooched anybody? Okay.
1: No, no.
0: I'm an empath. You're an empath. Is that what that is? That the path you've chosen?
1: My characteristic. Um. That's like my feature or whatever.
0: Shoot, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to remember what mine is. Um, I because you get three, right?
1: Yeah, and I can't. It looks like I only have one. I don't know what happened to my other ones. Oh. A lot of them had a lot of negativity to them, and so yeah. part of me didn't want to pick all of them. When like I the religion had thing, negativity. where it's like you couldn't go in the other religious things. It's like, well, I don't want that. Right. What? I don't want to not be able to go in somewhere. I I think I regret the one one of the ones I picked. I picked like the uh,
0: half half breed or whatever, where it's like I have alien DNA in me. Um. Yeah. Uh,
1: I did that terraforma thing where it's like I'm more healthy on. On a planet, that's what it was. Where I'm, I'm more sickly out in space. like if if you're in a space station
0: fighting pirates, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I've yet we've yet to see. But that's another one. It's like, should I have done that? I don't. I don't know. I mean, great. I think (laughs) time will tell
0: how often you're fighting in space versus how often you're fighting on a planet. I I don't know. I feel like you'd be fighting on planets more, but who knows? Maybe, maybe your space sickliness will really uh, come back to bite you. (laughs) (laughs) who knows Um, I haven't met my parents yet I did choose that path Oh yeah, um, so I have parents but I haven't visited them yet even though so you're sending their money back to them (laughs) yeah I'm sending them some money I guess Um, I haven't really noticed too much (laughs) of that expense but uh, I haven't
1: it'd be funny if you made a bunch of money and their house was nicer if you made more money because there'd be a larger amount going back because of the percentage like dang son you're doing well for yourself (laughs) You have 5 million credits, so your parents live in a mansion. right?
0: I enjoy that, you know, this is a Bethesda thing. I like that just random people here and there will be like characters you can really talk to. Like, of course, like, there's a lot of people who are just like, sup, you know what I mean? Uh, But, you know, in all those, there will be named characters, like the named characters you can actually have a branching dialogue with. Like, I talked to this one janitor for a while and got her a cappuccino and i don't know i i I enjoy stuff like that it does make me want to look around the city more often i i am like kind of wandering around new atlantis just kind of exploring again yeah i did kind of get the urge to i want to look around this place a little bit um are you playing first or third person more first yeah I I am first as well Um, it's one of those things where I I appreciate the fact that third person does look like it's a lot more purposeful than it does in uh, Fallout and Skyrim Skyrim and Fallout it kind of just looks like nope this isn't how the game is supposed to be played but it looks like a true option in this yeah I think it looks really good I just don't
1: like the idea of shooting in third person it's just not it's not my thing I will say it's not as good. And there's something more personal when you, like, walk up to someone face-to-face, too. I don't know. And, And when you're interacting with things, you can see better when it's in first person.
0: Right. I don't know. This is reasons. a Bethesda thing. I think that they've been doing this for a while, but something I'm really annoyed at when you're having like a three-way conversation, you're talking, you're like talking to someone and another character who you're with, like your companion, like interjects something out that really bothers me. Not really, but it's just kind of like a nitpick, really. Uh, you're talking to them. You're like, so you you're, you approach this person and they're face to face with you, and then your companion will speak, but they're speaking to the other character, but they're looking straight at you. I'm like you know what you're talking to this it's just a weird thing where i'm like could the state could like the uh blocking of that be a little bit more organic than like like oh that's a really bad deal don't you think and i was like you're talking to him right (laughs) it's been a weird bethesda thing for a while i kind of hope they stop that and i like like a lot of these uh These games are trying to, like, make their uh, dialogue a little bit more cinematic. Like, they do a really good job in, like, Horizon Forbidden West, for instance, where, like, characters will kind of, like, do blocking and, like, walk around a little bit and, like, talk to each other in, like, side quests and stuff like that. And so, I don't know. Something to improve on in the future. Bethesda. I don't know. Skyrim is coming around in, what, 15 years? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it is amazing how mixed the reviews are I'm looking at the Metacritic like the full thing so the lowest review is 60 and the highest is 90 and they, their little blurb of the highest one says "Ultimate Starfield is one of the best space based RPGs ever made mm-hmm. um, I don't know it's just interesting I, <laughs> I haven't seen a more divisive game in a while so so often it feels like people are very agreed on, in general, very agreed recently on games that come out like Baldur's Gate. Like all I've heard is positive things. I haven't heard anything negative said about it. Yeah. Now I haven't played it, so I may hate it. But this one reviewer gave it a hundred percent. Nothing wrong <laughs> with it. It's perfect. Um, I
0: don't know. I think no, Starfield. Starfield. Hundred percent. You give it hundred? Dang. I mean, I think it, it, the game this big with so many different things you can do, I do think like it's going to your I think your mileage may vary depending on what you want out of it. Like if it does yeah. the things that you're you looking like for, it. well, it's going to your holy crap. You know, yeah. I, I think there's a lot to it. and I think I can't imagine saying it's bad. You know what I mean? That's the thing I can't imagine because it does so many things and a lot of things are done really well. So I don't know. I'll I'll we'll come back to it another day when once we have a more holistic <laughs> uh, impression of the entire thing. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it. I 100 think it's at the well of worth day. a play. Absolutely, it's definitely. I think the most. Hmm. I think this is like the, oh, my God, holy crap, this is Game Pass. Like, when I booted it up and was like, shoot, I freaking have Game Pass. This is awesome. Like, this was, was like, immediately one of those things where I was like, I haven't had that feeling in a while. Because there's been Game Pass games that are great, of course, but, like, nothing this big. You know what I mean? Like, Halo's big, but
1: I don't know. I think one of the best things before this was just how many other studios have put their stuff in there stuff like all the ea games for the sports people i think that's a that's a big deal oh yeah being able to just jump in and play fifa like that's 70 game that i just don't have to buy right there's been a lot of things or i've been ad. jealous of but
0: yeah. like i wish i was into that you know and that would have been so exciting but like yeah for me you know this and horizon forbidden not forbidden west dear lord Fort to Horizon. Um, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Um, do you have anything else to say before we uh, wrap up and probably go back to playing Starfield? I don't know.
1: I don't think so. All go, right. Well, go, go play back. it, everybody.
0: Let's, yeah, let's go back to play Starfield. I got some things to do. <laughs> I think I have some time <laughs> before, before the great nap is upon me. The
1: great sleep.
0: The great sleep. <laughs>
1: That's so depressing.
0: Yeah, it sounds like the last sleep. All right, well, brothers <laughs> and sisters, we'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs>